0: Hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast presented by CVG. I'm your host, Sarah Brookbank. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Angie Ferguson, Executive Director of Drug-Free Clubs of America. Angie highlights how this program is improving the lives of local students and how businesses can get involved in the mission. We are also joined by Nancy Grayson, President and CEO of Horizon Community Funds, who highlights the 2023 Horizon Award winner. The Horizon Award will be handed out on September 14th at Annual Dinner, presented by Fifth Third Bank. Every honoree at Annual Dinner has helped improve collaboration, contributed to our economy, and strengthened the Northern Kentucky community. They continue to make Northern Kentucky a wonderful place to live, work, play, learn, and give back. Don't forget to join us for Annual Dinner. You won't want to miss it. It's the most exciting event that we host every year. You can register at nkychamber.com slash annualdinner. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CVG, our title sponsor, Seacrew Consulting, our digital sponsor, and our episode sponsor, Haran. Now let's go hear a little bit more about those sponsors and meet our members of the week. Then I'll be back with this week's guests. Why would you travel to England?
1: For football. To go or not to go? That is an easy question. To visit
2: the land of Shakespeare. To take in all the sights.
0: Authentic
1: fish and chips. To experience arts and culture.
2: Two words, British Open.
0: To visit my family.
1: Same reason I go anywhere. For a pint of beer. To start my trip through Europe.
2: Whatever your reason, there's no better time than now.
0: Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. Ccrew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic, measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Nancy Grayson, President and CEO of Horizon Community Funds. Nancy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, and today we are talking about our Horizon Award recipients that will be handed out at annual dinner on September 14th. But uh, tell us a little bit about this year's recipients. Well, I'm so thrilled. This year, uh,
2: Horizon Community Funds is honoring Tony and Amy Milburn. Um, This award really recognizes individuals who've exemplify dedication, integrity, and really honorable service to Northern Kentucky. And this is how they're giving back through their time, talent, and treasure. And Tony and Amy certainly have done this. Uh, They're long time involved Northern Kentuckians. Uh, They actually first met at a Reds game on a a date, but after that, they really uh, became involved and and deeply engaged with the Covington community specifically, um, where they started a family, they established businesses, they gave back um, many of the buildings that you may see now, they helped to renovate Um, And so this is something that's a passion of theirs. Uh, They really love developing historic buildings and they also like contributing to the larger community overall. So um, if folks have seen Odd Fellows Hall, or the Pickle Factory or the Middendorf Building, um, the Globe. There are so many different buildings that are really iconic in Covington that they've been a part of to help bring it back to life. Uh, Wenzel Whiskey is, is a new development that Tony's become involved with. Um, Amy has just been a linchpin in the Montessori community uh, for decades now and really helped to build not only a Montessori in Covington in 1999 and grow that program, but also was really key in my mind uh, to helping to launch this new Covington Community Montessori that started in 2020 and she's still on their board of directors. Tony, of course, is doing so much in the community beyond just the historic preservation and the Wensel whiskey business. Um, He's also served on boards like the Kenton County Library, uh, the Housing Authority of Covington, and he currently uh, sits on the Covington Business Council's Foundation Board, Lincoln, KY's Board of Directors, and the U.S. Bank Advisory Board. So these are folks who are really connected to the community and have really just been uh, giving so much back to making it the vibrant place that it is. So we're excited to honor them at this year's dinner.
0: Yes, that is so exciting. I love when we get to hand out awards to couples who have really made great uh, moves in our community, really had a lasting impact. So backstep a little bit. uh, You touched a little bit on the Horizon Award, but give us some details about this award and recipients in the past and who you guys typically honor with this. For us,
2: we want to make sure we're highlighting people who have really shown a a long history of giving back to the community and recognizing that that can be, as I mentioned before, time, talent, treasure. It does not just have to be one way, Um, but also maybe highlighting folks who have done the work and don't always get the accolades that they should. These are people who are just part of the Northern Kentucky fabric of our community and who've been leaders. Um, And we've, we've really tried to focus on a wide variety of folks. Last year, we recognized Leo Calderon, who helped to launch Esperanza. And of course, has been very involved in the education scene in Northern Kentucky and across the state. Um, our very first award given several years ago was given to Mike Sippel, who is real known in the community for leadership and for the talent that he's building, um, not only professionally, but uh, personally through all, a lot of his board service and engagement in the community. Christine Nelson was another woman we recognized uh, with all of her work, especially with the Cancer Care Institute when St. Elizabeth launched that. So we we try to reach the scope of folks who are involved in different ways. Um, as I said, sometimes they get some recognition and sometimes they might be those unsung heroes, but we just wanted to shine a light on Northern Kentuckians who are really making a difference and have been doing that for a good number of years.
0: Yes, that is so great. We love all the work that you guys do in this community. We are so excited to celebrate our Horizon Award winners this year. Tell us a little bit about what you guys have been up to lately. It's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. Give us an update.
2: Yes. Well, of course, we are in the post-pandemic world, whatever that means at this point in time. And It'll I, I know we're well. we, we are all often talking about what is it like in this new work environment, but also in the education landscape, things will look a little different. We've seen a lot and heard a lot uh, from educators about the pandemic learning loss that's happened and how students fell behind. They're still recovering uh, from that period. That was really challenging for all of us. We have launched a fund in partnership with Covington Partners that is helping to address Uh, the learning loss in the pandemic, but really ongoing. This will be an evergreen fund that focuses on uh, kindergarten through fifth grade youth and helping them to achieve better with reading, with math, with other outcomes that they have, but engaging families in that process and also helping those youth out of school, either after school or in the summer. And Covington Partners has been doing this so well uh, in the Covington School Districts that We're now able to expand in a three-year pilot into other districts in Northern Kentucky. The initial ones are uh, Ludlow and Newport. We're very excited, and we'll be adding new districts as that three-year pilot continues. But for us right now, we felt like this was a really important um, effort, and we invite the community to become involved. You can check that out at www.horizonfunds.org. It's on our homepage really easy way uh, for folks to give back and help move the needle for our youth in need locally. We also have a symposium coming up that's focusing on education. So there is a theme you're seeing emerge here. There's a lot moving in this space right now. Uh, and that will be held uh, September the 25th on Monday morning at the St. Elizabeth Training and Education Center. We'll also be highlighting some nonprofit award winners then. So lots of good stuff happening on the horizon.
0: <laughs> you guys always have great stuff coming on on the horizon. I'm absolutely <laughs> (laughs) Love that. Is there anything else you guys have coming up towards the end of this year and the beginning of next year that you want to highlight today? Sure. We have a giving circle.
2: We actually have two that are active every year, but for the fall, uh, one that's very um, engaging and allows folks to hear more about what the needs of the community are with like-minded emerging philanthropists. The 410 is our giving circle. We have four meetings in the fall. Folks pull their money together. Everyone puts in $410. That's the first three digits of our Northern Kentucky zip code, in case you're wondering how we got that number. And they decide as a group what the focus area is, where the money goes, we handle the application process, they get to decide and then we have a big check ceremony in December. Last year, uh, we gave out around $20,000. And so every year, we're trying to grow that amount and allow folks to to really kind of stand shoulder to shoulder and to make more of an impact in in a real world and kind of socially engaged kind of a setting so that it's it's fun, it's easy, and you get to do it alongside other Northern Kentucky members. So we'd love for you guys to join. You can also join on our website at www.horizonfunds.org.
0: That is so great. Well, I'm looking forward to see what you guys uh, end up doing with that in December. Thank you. But Nancy, before I let you go on to your very busy day, I'm sure, is there anything else you would like to add about this year's Horizon Community Fund award recipients or anything
2: else? I am so excited to celebrate with Tony and Amy. I know their family will be there present at the dinner. Uh, It's it's a family affair when it comes to the Milburns, so we're honored that they said yes, and we can't wait to see everyone at really what is Northern Kentucky's best networking event of the
0: year. Yes. Well, Nancy, once again, thank you for joining us today and congratulations to the Milburns. We are so excited to celebrate them at annual dinner on September 14th. And for our viewers and listeners who are not registered yet, they can register at nkychamber.com slash annual dinner. But Nancy, thanks again. Thanks for having me. Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media, where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now let's meet our members of the week. ATEC Training is the leader in the design and development of world-class transportation programs. The Cincinnati Inquirer has been a storyteller and historical record for the greater Cincinnati community for more than 180 years. The Council of Christian Reentry Ministry helps individuals with reentry to Northern Kentucky from incarceration or substance abuse treatment through meaningful long-term employment. Strategic Orientation provides business performance coaching, consulting, and training services designed to assist businesses in achieving their objectives and goals. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Angie Ferguson, who is the Executive Director of Drug-Free Clubs of America. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, of course. So tell us about your organization.
1: Well, we were started in 2005 by first responders in the Cincinnati area, and they had just witnessed a a horrible um, incident where a 15-year-old boy had lost his life and it was um, drug-related and they just were devastated by the amount of losses that they were seeing and realized that there seems to be so much that's done after addiction has set in and after there's so much devastation and loss but not enough upstream to keep addiction from setting in in the first place. So they set out to start a prevention program that was very tangible and gave teenagers really solid life skills that they can rely on to help them deal with the pressures of Um, substances in the teen years.
0: Yeah, it's a very valuable program, like you said, that preventative measure. I remember like when I was very young, like DARE was something that was, you know, in elementary schools at the time. But for Drug-Free Clubs of America, you guys actually offer like a tangible benefit, like you said, to teenagers. So tell us about that aspect of it and then how we can kind of work some of our uh, member
1: businesses into this program. Okay, so the program is tangible really in two different ways. The first thing that really you can um, rely on as a preventative measure is the actual component of drug testing itself. So in every school, in order to become a member of the program, students have to pass a drug test in order to be a member. And it's completely voluntary. It's not um, mandated by anybody. So once the students pass their drug test, they get into the club and those test results are not shared with the school. There is one school here in Northern Kentucky that um, it's a pilot initiative where that's the only school that does receive test results. Other than that, every single other school does not. Um, We have, over 1,300 members in our club this year. So every one of them, after they pass their test, they get a photo ID card because their school doesn't know who's in the club. Right. So the school only knows by the photo ID card. And we've developed a mobile app that now has a digital ID card because teenagers as well as myself, we all lose our cards. Right. <laughs> so it's just easier to have it in the palm of your hand as a digital thing. So the first real tangible thing is the drug test itself. And the reason why that works from a prevention standpoint is because when, let's say you're out on a Friday or Saturday night and someone offers you something and you can easily, easily say, I can't because I get tested. Mm-hmm. And that's your out from that situation. The next tangible thing is that, after you're a member of the club, you can get privileges and perks at school that other students don't get, but for the businesses, you get rewards at local businesses. So here in the Northern Kentucky area, there's like buy a Coney, get a Coney free, and things like this where students just show up and they get the reward, and that becomes a visible cue to the other friends that are around that person that they are in drug-free clubs. So there's no use in even offering them anything, no substances, because they can't anyway, because they know they're getting tested. Right,
0: I'd rather have the Coney anyway, right? Right. It's the argument for a lot of teenagers, (laughs) I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and you know, some people say, I'm already not using drugs, I might as well get rewarded for it. Right. And then they find themselves in that unexpected scenario where they're being pressured and they realize how important that choice to join became because it was an easy fallback. When you have that situation, you have to make a decision what to do.
0: Yeah, that
1: is such a cool
0: idea of a program and I'm sure it's very beneficial for these students who are involved and it's awesome to hear that we have so many students involved in Northern Kentucky. So tell us a little bit about how businesses
1: can get involved in this program. The business component of the program is massive because there are so many programs that only exist in a community initiative, or only exist at school, or maybe conversations are only happening at home, but a student isn't being exposed to something at school or in the community, so all of these are silos. The business piece pulls it all together because it reinforces to teenagers that we all care about you staying drug-free, and that continues whether you are in school Whether you're out in the community or when a student who's in drug-free clubs goes to a business with their parent, for example, and they get that reward, that perk, that deal, then that sparks a conversation and it brings the family into it. Or mom and dad can be like, oh, this is so great, you know, thanks for joining or whatever it is. So that reward piece is what really takes the commitment to Mm -hmm. staying drug-free from oh i just i just wanted to join for the free pizza or whatever to internalizing that as a belief set as a choice so that when a student graduates from high school that is more likely to be internalized and something they're going to continue to choose to stay drug free mm-hmm. after they leave the four walls of their high school building yeah
0: and when we talk about this aspect of like staying drug free especially for you know younger members of our community what are the benefits of that to the community at large, I'm sure you guys have a lot of research. Uh, as someone who is a former breaking news reporter, I know it is very important to our community to, you know, have kind of prevention, kind of having a community that talks about let's find other ways to, you know, deal with our issues. Mm-hmm, but sure. how
1: do you guys see that as a benefit to the community? Well, economically, it's a it's a massive contribution. So human nature we we logically tend to fight the fires and so um, first response usually when there's an increase in funding or if a business wants to get involved and make a, a gift or help with things a lot of times they turn toward like the intervention or the rehabilitation side of things but what i love to emphasize is those things are all extremely important but we also need to swim upstream and prevent it from happening in the first place just like the firefighters thought of back in 2005. So the benefit is it's been studied a lot of times and the dollar the actual dollar to dollar amount has come back in in different amounts but at a minimum you get an 18 to 1 return so for every dollar that's invested into prevention, you save 18 community dollars on court costs, on um, incarceration, on rehabilitation programs, things like that. And that's mm-hmm. a conservative number. I've yeah. seen that number up to in the $60 range. so you know but I want to keep things believable right. At a minimum, I can tell you, you're going to save18 dollars for every one dollar that's invested into prevention. With the business component, they don't even need to offer money. We'll take their donation, we're happy to get their donation, but we really just want a myriad of locations where these teenagers in Northern Kentucky can go on weekends and even weekdays with their families and get that boost of encouragement. And it just continues to snowball from there as positive reinforcement.
0: Yeah, that's an incredible number, even if that is the conservative number. It is. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. So tell us about the reward types. If
1: businesses are listening and they're like, yeah, I want to get in on this, what reward types do well? Well, first I'll say that there is no cost to participate as a reward location to drug-free clubs. So a lot of times with PR type initiatives. There's a, you know, hey, if you want to give us $15, $20, whatever it is, you can be on our map. That's not the case here. We really just want to have a lot of locations where these kids can go. The best thing, honestly, is anything that starts with the word free. (laughs) (laughs) So that checks out. I know. So if you think about teenagers, um and even us adults i don't i don't love sitting down to do the math to figure out what my discount is i would much rather know even if it's a a lesser dollar amount i'd much rather know if i buy this i'm going to get this for free or if i go into this location i'm going to get that for free Mm -hmm. so anything that you can structure as a straight up free item or a buy one get one free type thing that's best beyond that a dollar amount off, $2 off, $5 off, whatever, helps a student and even parents to quantify what am I going to get in a dollars and cents kind of thing right. as a return for being in this program. So that helps as well. Yeah. We'll take percentages off, especially the half price things that are easy to calculate. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really like to make it as clear language as possible dollars off or free. Yes,
0: giving them a very Concrete example of what they get. Yes. (laughs) Um, And on another aspect because I know we have some educators that Who listen to our program and our members you can also get involved from a school aspect Mm -hmm. So if schools want to get involved in like starting a drug-free club uh, program of their own How do they go about that process?
1: so the easiest thing to do is just to contact us through our website and it may be really helpful for the schools to know that During the COVID years, we actually took that time to go through third-party evaluations that have validated our methods, our processes, and our outcomes. So we know now that every school that has Drug-Free Clubs of America has a positive influence to the school culture. This is one of those things that a lot of schools are sort of chasing down. How do we have a positive school culture? Because that's one of the biggest indicators of academic success. So we definitely have a positive influence there. And that all comes from engaging student officers, and the student officers get to come up with the rewards that are gonna happen inside of the school. Mm -hmm. So those perks continue, not just in the community, but maybe like at um, a local high school, those students came up with, go to the front of the lunch line on Chicken Nugget Day, because Chicken Nugget Day is their main (laughs) day. So, you know, get out of class five minutes early. It's called the beat, Beat the Rush Reward, where they get their car out of the parking lot five minutes early. These don't cost the school anything, and it's a big influx of positive reinforcement to the school culture. Yeah, There's a lot of other statistics that validate how well Drug-Free Clubs works, but for the steps to get started, it really just starts with reaching out to us through the Contact Us button on drugfreeclubs.com. Yeah,
0: that is so great. I love this community uh, like thing that you have going on. Like you said, bringing together parents, the students, the businesses, and the schools. So this is really great. Um, nice. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you would like to share about Drug-Free Clubs of America and how people
1: can get involved? Yeah, so the biggest reason why I started this conversation with the Chamber and we started working together to engage in Northern Kentucky businesses is because through a partnership with J.P. Morgan Chase we developed a mobile app that the students they can pull up their digital id which I mentioned but there's also a map where they can see relative to their location businesses around them that are offering rewards and we really want to make that map look very impressive to the students because you and I know and your audience knows how engaged your business community is. It really is such a rooted, caring community, and we need that to be reflected on the rewards map for the students in drug-free clubs. So that's why we're here is really just to get as many businesses out there. If you're an insurance company, you can sponsor an event at the school where maybe you pay for the kids in drug-free clubs to get them free to the game. Or, you know, at a basketball game, you can do like a half-court shot contest or something along this. So it's not just food. It can be anybody, if, if anybody's interested in helping, we'll send out all kinds of ideas of how to do it. So that's, that's what we're after, is building up that community um, mojo when the kids are out on the weekends. Yes, that is awesome. And so for people who wanna get involved, how can they get in touch? Uh, the best way is still through the Contact Us button. Also on our website on drugfreeclubs.com, there is a drop down for businesses specifically, and right there is where you can just type in if somebody wants to offer a reward. There's a digital form there where they can just type in exactly what that reward is that they want to offer, and it goes right into our mobile app. So the kids are gonna see it, the parents are gonna see it, everybody we present to, they're gonna see it. So there's a lot of exposure on our website on the mobile app and on marketing materials at schools. So the businesses get a ton of exposure. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, Angie, thank you so much for your time today and for joining the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for allowing this topic to go out to your audience. It's important. Yes, it is. Thank you. Hi, I'm
2: Shannon Schumacher, Account Executive, Kentucky Market Leader. At Haran. we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it with laser focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience.
0: Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, where we learned a little bit more about Drug-Free Clubs of America from Angie Ferguson and more about our 2023 Horizon Award winners from Nancy Grayson. You can help us celebrate our 2023 Horizon Award winners, as well as other Annual Dinner Award honorees at Annual Dinner on September 14th. Don't miss your chance to join the Northern Kentucky business community at the biggest event of the year. You can register now at nkychamber.com slash annual dinner. Thank you once again to our podcast sponsors, CBG, Crew Consulting, and Haran. Finally, if you are a member who would like to be featured on the podcast, or if you're someone who is interested in joining the Northern Kentucky Chamber, you can reach out to Lynn Ablin. And if you're someone who is interested in sharing your workforce strategies and resources on NKY at Work. Please reach out to Nancy Spivey. You can find their contact information on the screen in front of you or at our staff directory at nkychamber.com. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you all next week.